Hey. What? Did you get them? I may have distracted him with the kiss and snuck them out of his jacket. My mall. Let's go. What's Sam researching now? Uh, I think he's just cataloging books right now. Ah, now this, Sandra, this is just the kind of relaxation we needed after the day we've had. Oh, Carly, we've got someone in the back seat again. Oh, bloody hell. Oh, it's you. Sorry. I didn't see you there. Don't mind the demon blade. All right. Well, you know Dean's house rules and baby. Driver picks the music, shotgun shuts his cake hole, and the ones in the back enjoy the ride, idling in the Impala. Hi, welcome to Idling in the Impala, a podcast by and for Loves of Supernatural and the fanfiction it inspires. My name is Carly. I'm here with my co-host, Sandra. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, thank you for joining us. Um, and we are looking forward to talking about AO3 tags. I'm looking forward to talking about uh, fanfiction and supernatural, our gripes about tags being you know writers and readers of fan fiction and I know that we've been sort of like off and on talking about a couple different things that we enjoy and that we just want to like beat our heads over about like different ways of doing things when it comes to writing oh, and yeah. tagging um yeah yeah I, I got feelings you got, got feelings yeah, I, know, I know I remember there's 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 definitely a feeling coming up later there's feelings <laughs> have um, opinions on tags but what I wanted to ask you first was, um, I kind of got into, even though I, so, okay, my experience with fan fiction writing, I started way back in, um, I guess, like the late 90s. Uh, my mm -hmm. fan fiction experience had more to do with just different websites that had like little message boards and things on them. And uh, I don't know if you ever used web, uh, web domain sites like angel fire or different things like that but like um geo cities i don't know if any of that rings a bell you're probably too young for that but those are all like i just remember those kinds of um like domain names in in web addresses and stuff where people would create different sites where they would kind of like toss their fan fiction and people would have their little message groups and they would post and there'd be discussions so it was very kind of <laughs> very old school in terms of how i approached fan fiction writing and so I didn't actually really start to get back into it until um do you ever used to have you ever used Wattpad because that was like one of the first things I used I know I know of it I haven't okay. used it myself okay. I used um a, maybe a, a slightly newer website where it was just like a creative community kind of place mm -hmm. and there was like um fanfic um original fiction uh, poems and stuff like that mm -hmm. but it was it it was kind of more centralized around um like bands and like the sort of emo alternative culture of the time okay so a lot of the works you would find would be based around like the really popular sort of emo bands of the time my chemical romance the used um avenge sevenfold who aren't emo but you know mm -hmm. like it was like that kind of that was the kind of community it was music as well as 
writing and fan fiction. Okay. Yeah. And like mine, like, like I said, went for the late nineties. So I guess it's full disclosure. Like I'm a huge Leonardo DiCaprio fan. Like I've been a fan of his forever. Like since he was like on growing pains and like the early nineties. So, um, he's kind of how I sort of got into writing fan fiction. So, um, I didn't do like the Titanic fan fiction and stuff like that, but like I read a lot of that. And then I started writing, um, you know, fan fiction around like, um, the man in the iron mask and uh the beach and stuff like that and like really like long oh, epic beach. kind of stuff you know i love oh, movie I, that was that was um that was actually like one of the fictions i eventually put on wattpad like that i had because i'd started it years ago and i'd maybe gotten like I don't know, four or five chapters into it. And then I stopped. And then when I got back into writing again, I'm like, well, I always really liked this idea, but I never finished it. So I started working on it and I started um, posting it on Wattpad. And we're talking like almost 15 years later that I finally like finished it and was posting it and, you know, got people that liked it. And, you know, then I started doing a couple other things and that's kind of how I got into writing more original fiction. So like Leo's really kind of like what got me into just writing and enjoying writing. And so he was like my first big, like, you know, super crush that kind of related to fan fiction, <laughs> I guess. So, and I, but I, I, I did more writing when I was younger, but these, this is like the writing where like you would write in a, a notebook and you would pass it around to your friends in class. And like, I would incorporate all of them into like stories. And so back then it was like, um, again, I'm going to date myself. New kids on the block were like a huge thing for me when I was growing up. So like late eighties. So, and I would put all of my yeah. friends in it and I would pair them up with this person and this person in the group. And then they'd be <laughs> like, what did you write today? And what did you write today? So it was like, I kind of always had this creativity, you know, about writing and wanting to like, that wish fulfillment thing, you know, which I think yeah. I think writing in and of itself can be that for a lot of people. And I think that's why romance is such a, you know, a big thing in terms of, of that. Like, what do you, what would you like to see happen? But yeah, I started with Wattpad, but Wattpad's very different than even fanfiction.net and then like Tumblr and then like AO3 is like it's whole other, whole other beast too. So to oh, yeah. have gone through a lot of different places where you can share your fiction AO3 was really a bit of a learning curve for me and I don't think I still really really even grasp everything that you could do with it so all that to say if you know if you're kind of new to fan fiction or you'd like to get into it um, we thought we'd kind of like discuss a little bit about you know well, what the heck is a tag um, you know and and what purpose uh, do they serve and so I'm actually going to mm -hmm. just like read something from AO3, which AO3 has an awesome um, fact or manual where pretty much anything you want to learn about, they you can just go to the about section fact and you can um, you can find answers to your questions. It's been it's been really helpful um, for me. Um, but so then Carly, was it like a big jump for you, like from those other types of sites you talked about to AO3 or was it kind of an easier like learning No, it curve? was it was kind of kind of seamless to be honest because the site the site I used um which I can announce because my username on there is different to my mm -hmm. username now I was young angsty like 16 15 16 year old mm -hmm. um so the site I used was called MIBBA so it's M-I-B-B-A okay and um 
it's kind of it's its layout wasn't like identical to um to ao3 but it was kind of similar in like how you would upload things and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember it having like a tag section though. I would have to go back and check. Okay. Um, but I spent quite a while reading uh, stuff on AO3. So I had like a, you know, like a pretty good idea of how the tag system worked mm-hmm. um, before I started uploading anything. So I was like, okay I know how like the relationship things works and I know the additional characters and the additional tags and stuff so it was it wasn't a big learning curve the issue for me came when it came to actually putting the tags and not being mm. sure what to tag and, and what not to tag and mm. you always tag it and then you go away and you post it and then you're like oh damn I should have tagged this heck I should have <laughs> put that in <laughs> so yeah I think it's always a learning process which AO3 is forgiving that way, right? You can always go back in and edit and add and, and you know, really change things up if you really want to. So that's that's the good thing. It's not set in stone. Whatever you do post, you have the, the ability to go back and edit and add and tweak, which I think I, after this episode, I think I really need to like go back and spend time on, you know, some of my works and just be like, okay, let's actually try to get this right. Or if I'm if I say I want to do it a certain way, let me try to do that with all of the fiction. Uh, that I put on there so we'll we'll see we'll see if I actually follow through with that but yeah so from the AO3 site which is archive of our own it says a tag is a keyword or phrase that provides information about a work and can be made by anyone creating content such as works or bookmarks on the archive of our own these tags are used to specify which rating warnings fandoms categories characters and relationships apply other information can be added using additional tags. A lot of the main sections, I mean, they're pretty self-explanatory. Um, the the main ways that you can actually tag things, ratings, of course, you could do like general, teen, um, mature, explicit, and then warnings. Warnings are, I still have difficulty <laughs> with the warnings one because I know some people use it a different way. Some people don't really pay attention to it, but that you can choose like no archive warnings apply and then I know there's um what like main like a character death oh what what else is there there's a lot of, there's like three or four really main ones right like in the warnings I think it's um create a choose chose not to use archive warnings no archive warnings apply um violence major character death mm-hmm. and underage okay I think so it's the okay I think, the I think those are, I think those are the main ones okay and then there's, of course, the fandoms, which in and of itself, there's so many fandoms that you can pick from. So, of course, if we're, you know, going by what our podcast is called, we're basically searching. I know I do. I know you you have a lot of other fandoms that you you um like to explore, but mine's pretty much always going to be supernatural. And then um, categories, categories. Why am I blanking on mm. categories? <laughs> May, no, categories. No, that's that's like male, male, female, female. Okay, there we go. Female, male. There we go. Multi. Or general, which means that there's not anything. Yeah, and then there's other. There's that weird black one that's other as well. Yeah, and then characters, of course, it's just the different characters that are in the fic and then the relationship. So this is where like I would focus more like when I'm like searching and filtering because that could be like, that's basically um, whether it's like 
romantic, platonic, the different relationships that are occurring within the fiction. So it could be like Dean Winchester um, and OFC, which for the longest, I was like, oh, okay, original fiction, fictional character. I finally like that, that came to me pretty quickly, but, um, or Dean Winchester, a reader. Um, of course, you can see where my head is. That's kind of where I'm always checking when I'm doing relationships <laughs> in that. But then the focus of like our primary discussion is going to be uh, the additional tags, where that's really where you can kind of get into sort of the meat about what the the fiction is about. So it can be uh, the ideas, the themes, the experiences uh, that you you can expect in the work. I know that we talked a little bit about the warnings, but I really don't think the warnings encompass a lot of different things. So I feel like the additional tag section is really used for, I think, warnings too. Like I've seen non, non-dub, non which again, like sounds stupid, but I had to like look oh, this stuff yeah. up. Like I didn't know what that meant, you know? So it's like um, dubious consent, um, you know, the, the different things uh, along those lines. So if there's something that might trigger a, a certain reader, you know, I think a thoughtful writer or author is going to, you know, add those into the additional tags, as well as probably put something in the notes, you know, heading each chapter, you know, if there's something in particular that's happening, they usually like put something in there or but it's definitely I think should be in the additional tag section um, as well. Because yeah, I was like, well, yeah. that the uh, the warnings main category in and of itself, I don't really think gives you enough options. So I'm usually for me, it's always like, you know, no archive warnings apply because I just don't, I try not, it may, there may be violence, but it's never like violence. Like, like it might be, I think one of the tags people use is um, like show level violence or something like that. So like you might, yeah, you know, a, a vampire might get its head chopped off or something like that, or you know, like different things along those lines, or there's going to be like fights and stuff, but it's not, it's not, you know, so descriptive and to the point where you know, at least for me that I, I want, I always feel like those kinds of things, you can sort of give an outline and then people can fill in the blanks based off of what their comfort zone is. That's kind of how I've always approached horror, you know, the complete opposite yeah. of the sex parts, but <laughs> that's how I do that. Um, Absolutely. I, uh, I personally, I, I've never had cause to use the warnings. So I always have no archive warnings apply. That's mostly because I don't want people to walk away from my fix being sad. Like you come mm-hmm. to me and I'll give you like a nice, a nice fluffy, sexy experience. Yeah. But I do find them really helpful if I'm looking, you know, if you're just like scrolling through or whatever, or like sometimes you feel like you've caught up with all the new stuff. So you think, Hey, I'll like, I'll sort by a different filter and mm-hmm. see what comes up. Mm-hmm. And then I'm immediately like exclude rape, non-con exclude underage. Cause I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to read that. Yeah. Especially if you're looking in, um, Wincest stuff mm-hmm. man there's so much so much underage stuff in that so much underage stuff in that oh, and yeah. sometimes sometimes it just means like Sam might be like just below the age of uh USA consent mm-hmm. and then sometimes it's like Sam's like 12 and I'm like oh okay no. yeah no that makes me uncomfortable yeah yeah so I think it's it's helpful, right? It definitely lets you, yeah. um, which I think is good because it, it has a community where, you know, everybody can sort of, I guess, really find what they want as long as they're as specific and niche, you know, as possible. Then it's like, okay, well, yeah. Um, 
you know, if that's what I'm looking for, that's what I can find. But yeah, I have been, I, I think as I continue to learn about different types of fiction, I'm like seeing different tags and being like, okay, well, that's what that is going to mean. And that's what that's going to mean. So it definitely helps um, find things. Yeah. There's, I've had to Google, Google some stuff as well. Yeah. Well, see, I don't Google feel too stuff. bad then because like, I don't know what that is. Did you know, did you know there's a word that means you gain sexual arousal from someone else crying? Is that that one that starts with an S? No, it starts with a D. It's like oh. dacrophilia, something like that. Okay. But I saw that quite a few times and I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, there's and then one I Googled that's... it and I was like, Ooh. there's one that starts with an S and I haven't looked at it yet. I haven't like looked it up yet. We had not a... somnophilia, is it? Yeah, what is that? And why do I not know what that is? <laughs> that's um being aroused by sleeping people or fucking sleeping people. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, okay. Hey, you come you come to our podcast to listen to us rant about supernatural and we out here teaching you about weird paraphilias, guys. Because it, it's a it's a it's a big circle. It all, it all yeah. comes back again. Oh. So anyway. But like yeah. that was a super helpful because I'm like, I don't mind people crying, but I don't want to read about people sleeping. Yeah. Like that just that just that doesn't sit right with me. And I'm sure like, there's absolutely- degrees of it, right? Like, I mean, they so they they might put it in there, but it's yeah okay all right sometimes it depends very much it's all in context but then like sometimes that can be someone starting something while the other person's asleep and then they wake up and they're like hey yeah let's bone right and then sometimes it's like hi i drugged the other person and they're absolutely comatose yeah yeah so that's where you would hope there's some sort of like yeah major warnings that apply with that yeah and Mm. and along with that okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) there you go look i'm the font of the weird tags Uh, so I mean in terms of so I again like I I was saying to you earlier like I couldn't sleep so I I went I went on to Google and I started like typing some of my thoughts about you know tags and kind of like I I I approached them as okay like they could be sort of like a recipe where it's a list of all the things that you you need to create something um or it's a Mm -hmm. menu you know what you're in the mood for and then that's where you can get into searching um and filtering um so for me I know that again I'm pretty basic in terms of how I start um my filters but I'll usually go rating and then maybe relationship I found if I put too many things I like excluding things more than including I found that if you exclude I think it gives you a little bit of a better result like if you exclude certain relationships or ratings and then from there you can kind of add you know tags that you're looking for you can just kind of like scroll through and get an idea and then start to go that way um mm-hmm. I don't know how you approach it if you approach I, it the same way I tend to exclude like I tend to exclude all the things that I don't want like I say I'll, I'll exclude mm-hmm. things that like uh rape non-con I'll exclude underage and stuff and then I tend to use the additional tag search mm-hmm. on AO3 for mm-hmm. like you know if, if I'm in the mood for a, a specific thing mm-hmm so yeah I will say one of the only search feature I think lets down a little bit of AO3 is if you search by category like you're like I only want to look at like male female stuff I only want to look at like male male stuff whatever mm-hmm. if the fic is tagged as multi it will still come up and I'm like but I don't want to read that okay I'm not here for that okay so Interesting. that's a pitfall I run into 
yeah. quite a lot. But yeah, I'm the same as you. I exclude all the stuff I don't want. And then I'll sort of either I'll then I'll look through what's left or if I've got like an idea in my mind, mm-hmm. like oh, I want to find something that's got this in it, mm-hmm. then I'll use AO3's additional additional tag search. Yeah. Which is super, super helpful. <laughs> so when you um when you've like been so your experience writing and posting, um just did you start off pretty basic? Because I know that just in general, I am very basic with my tagging um, and I, I need to get better at it. So I'm like, I, I, it's like, it's, if it's fluff or smut or angst or, you know, that I, I kind of like put that in and then maybe some other things and then I kind of call it a mm-hmm. day. So is, was that how you were in the beginning and have you gotten better with it or? Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking back at like my early, my early kind of stuff. Um, so like the first thing I posted that wasn't our collab was just like smut, fluff, and smut, established relationship, oral sex, vaginal sex, someone just as filthy mouth, which is a, a tag of my own creation, and I'm very okay. proud of it. And then I went back like quite recently and added an AU tag onto that. But when I first uploaded it, that was all that it was. And then if uh, you look at if you look at my latest one, the one at which is need, and that's like tags for days, y'all, days and days and days. Because I I started out I started out tagging just what was in it. Mm-hmm. If there's oral, I'll put oral in it. If people fuck, I'll put people fuck in it. You know, mm-hmm. I'll just put what's in it. And then as I went through, and I was like, it came more as I started searching for more, um, like specific things for myself. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, well, I should put this in and I should put this in. And I started to tag for like the general vibe of the work as well. Mm-hmm. And like the themes that I was going for. So like um, for Need, my latest one, I've got like someone just needs a hug. Someone just needs to use actual words. And obviously that's not anything that happens in the fic, but that's that's the vibe of the fic. That mm-hmm. as with all things Winchester, y'all need a therapist. <laughs> Boys, please, you need a fucking therapist. <laughs> that's That's what it is. So I like, yeah, as I sort of started to move towards, you know, not just tagging things that happen, but tagging um, like the theme of the work and like the sort of what I'm, what sensations and feelings I'm trying to inspire through the work as well, mm-hmm. instead of just being very straightforward about it. But it's hard. It yeah. is hard. I, it takes me longer to tag a work, I feel like, than it takes me to write it sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. I think that's why you have to constantly go back and and edit and just kind of, or you know, just like put it out there and then let it sit for a little bit and then maybe go back to it. It's kind of just like with editing in general. You know, if you write something, you don't necessarily just want to go right back into it, you know, and and pick it apart or just let it let it sit, put it out of your mind for a little bit and then come back. I think that I think that helps. That's why I said I think that's what I'm going to try to do on my on my end because like I said I just don't I think the themes are a big thing that I don't probably put in enough so um that's probably something that I need to kind of go back and do I was thinking about just how people searching and if they're really experienced with AO3 then they really might be missing out on on certain fictions that have all of those things but they're just not tagged that way Mm -hmm. you know and it's like so then I think the I think they can get buried under a lot of other stuff that you just, you know, like, yeah, you know, I don't, 
this isn't really kind of what I want, or even just like the quality of it. So uh, one of the previous episodes that we did, um, I highlighted professional distance, which I think you said you finally got a chance to, did you finally read that? that I one? did. I did read it. And there's okay. like about three tags on it. Like, what yeah. the hell? Yeah. And I was just like, you know, and, and I, I mean, I, she, she did another one that's got really a huge amount of hits and just to, well, a human female, again, I'm assuming it's a she, but we'll say they, um, but <laughs> just in terms of what they've been putting out there, I think is really great writing, but like this one just isn't getting the views that it should get. So I went back and I was like, okay, if I was, I looked at it and it said, yeah, it was like one tag. It was like alternate universe, I think in the additional tag section. So yeah, I was like, okay, well, if I was, if I was like going to promote this, like, what would I, what would I add, you know, in there? So, um, you know, I came across there's, there's an editor, Dean Winchester tag. There's, there's, um, you know, flirting, which of course there's a lot of in it, romantic fluff, um, you know, point of view, Dean Winchester, cause it's primarily all through his point of view. Um, none of it's mm-hmm. from Donna's like slow burn, eventual smut. And there's a romance oh, novel, tag, you know, eventual smut or slow burn. Which one do you hate? Slow burn. Slow burn. <laughs> I'm not about that delayed gratification life. Give me it now. No, 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 no. I hate that. I really, I hate that. So but also, it's yeah. worth bearing in mind. Mm-hmm. If you like, if you are uploading to AO3, you can make your own up. You don't have to use mm-hmm. what it suggests. Right. Like, mm-hmm. Sam Winchester's filthy mouth that's mine mm-hmm. if you like if you click on that if you're looking at any of my works and you click on that it will only bring you up my works because nobody uses it apart from mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. but that's like Sam's I'll make Sam have a filthy mouth in my fix so mm-hmm. you should be aware of that because some people don't necessarily like that kind of dirty talk so mm-hmm. that might put somebody off so mm-hmm. you need to be aware that there'd be filth in here yeah you know yeah. So mm-hmm. if you don't feel like the tags are conveying what you want them to convey, make your own. Mm-hmm. I, I do that all the time. Like I'll put like, um, I'll tag something and then I'll put after after it like kind of or sort of, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like it's there, but it's not, maybe it's not traditional mm-hmm. in that kind of way. Mm-hmm. Like something you see in a lot of my works is uh, mild breath play. Mild mm-hmm. breath play is not an established tag on AO3. You if you search for it, you just get a breath play. Mm-hmm. But I always tag it as mild because it's not, it's not traditional. You know, right. it's more just like skirting on the edge of it uh-huh. Uh-huh. than anything formal, I suppose. Yeah. So m- make your own up. If you're thinking about posting to AO3 and you think, oh God, I don't have a clue how to even begin. Mm-hmm. You know, look at look at some of the more traditional ones. Think about, think about what your work has in it. Is mm-hmm. it just a nice fluffy story or is it smutty? Okay, so tag it fluff. Tag it smut. Tag it for there's a fluff and smut tag, you know. Yeah. <laughs> tag it there. Tag it like that. But if if you've put something in your story that you think's really original and really unique, tag it. Because mm-hmm. a lot of us, we read those tags before we click on your work. I know mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. Because there'll be tags like like the Somnophilia one. I'm out mm-hmm. on that one. Sorry. <laughs> to any fanfic writers that might be reading, they're like, hey, I love that kink. You go ahead and love that kink. I'm not yeah. kink shaming. Yeah. I just don't. It just yeah. doesn't doesn't vibe with me yeah but whatever whatever you feel is is unique about your fic whatever's really important to you to get across that goes hey this has got this in it read it if it ain't there make it Mm -hmm. and tag every fic you ever write with that if that's a constant 
just go for it. You can make up your own tags. You don't mm-hmm. have to stick with the ones that AO3 gives you. Do you think there should be like, because I know one of the gripes I have is um, a fic that's got like a hundred tags on it. Like I, I almost feel like if you can get, if you can get things tagged and it depends again, right. It depends on how long of a, of a, I guess a fiction it is. If you are going to maybe go the route of like every time you add a new chapter, you add some more things. But like, if I see a fiction that's got almost like a page of tags, it's like, Oh, I'm, I've, you, you, I've stopped at like the third or fourth line in and I'm just like, "Mm," you know, so I feel like whatever the bulk of your story is, if you can condense Mm. that, like, unless it's really specific. And like you said, you've got specific tags, but like, I almost feel like if you can tag it within like maybe even like 15 to 20, if it's a, even if it's a really detailed story, I almost feel like the more the tags, it just kind of, it overwhelms me. I don't know if you get that sense, but I just get overwhelmed by all of that. And I'm like, maybe this isn't um, for me. And then I do see that there's the different, you know, people doing their own or almost like a sentence long tag. And again, sometimes I'm like, okay, that some of them are cute, (laughs) but then some of them I'm like, this is just kind of like free, free range thought just kind of gone wild, like with, with tags and stuff. So I, I don't know. I like, I like to know what I'm experiencing, but I also don't always want to get spoiled. And sometimes I feel like too many tags can Mm. spoil when you're really trying to build up some sort of, there's a twist or there's another part of the story. So I kind of like when I'm, when I'm writing, if there's a character that maybe doesn't pop up for a while, I I might wait until that character shows up and then I go back and I put them in. Cause I figure if people are reading along with when I'm posting, then I'll, I'll insert that after, you know, that, that character pops up or, or something along those lines. But yeah, I didn't know how you felt about how, yeah, how many is too many. Is, is there, is there, you know, a point I'm, I'm exactly no. the same. I'm like, you know, tag, tag, tag the important things. Basically the rule I live by is if you would be surprised by it in a fic where it wasn't tagged, tag it. Mm-hmm. That's that's my go-to rule. If that turned up in a fic when I wasn't expecting it, and I would be like, oh, oh no, I didn't, I didn't know that was going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Tag it. So, like again, for an example of me, I always tag if there's anything to do with spit or saliva in any of my works. I always tag it because mm-hmm. if that comes up to me unexpectedly, I'm like, ah, no, because I have issues. I have, like I have issues around that. Right. So I'm like. It, that would bother me yeah. so i need to warn people generally speaking if you're like if you're posting a one shot tag what happens mm-hmm. so again somebody goes down on somebody throw an oral tag sex in there mm-hmm. if they fuck throw that in there tag what happens mm-hmm. but once you've tagged it you don't need to keep re-going over it so if mm-hmm. it's a multiple chapter fic if you've tagged oral sex you don't need to keep tagging it you know mm-hmm. it's in there people are expecting it mm-hmm. so try and <laughs> tag the important things but try and keep it concise yeah almost like all the different 22. ways all the different ways that you can like because again like pick if it's um you know oral fixation oral sex or like like there's all these oral like you got to pick like one or two that kind of like really meet <laughs> your parameters yeah. for your story because exactly. you everything it- but then do you put everything in because well maybe somebody's only going to be looking for one of these things but then I'm almost like well then it should sort of match up, you know, if there's a specific thing, like to me, oral fixation is much different than, um, 
you know, oral sex. Yes. They, they go hand in hand in hand with Dean Winchester, in my opinion. So I would probably put them both in there. But some people might just be, it's just an oral fixation. And that's a very specific thick than, mm-hmm. you know, um, something else. So yeah, I, I it's, it's, a- it's interesting, right? Because everybody goes at it, comes at it differently. So it's, it's kind of getting into the mindset of like, what your favorite author, how they, how they write and how they tag. And then you kind of know, when you've gone back to them again and again, you know what you're mm-hmm. in for when you see that tag, but you don't really know it until you find the author. So it's one of those, like, it's that, it's that quest that it's like, oh my gosh, like when, when I find an author and I love their work and then I'm like, oh my gosh, they've written so many more. I just get like, yay, happy dance because I'm like, oh my gosh, I know I'm going to have, Absolutely. I'm going to enjoy yeah. and have like a whole library of stuff that I get to go back to. Um, so, and it's kind yeah. of, and then it's a disappointment, you know, when somebody's only written like two things and I'm like, oh man, but. Oh so. man, please post more. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same. If you, if you jump to an author's profile on AO3 and it's like 20 odd fixes, you're like, hello, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and you've hit subscribe to the author. So if they update anything, you know about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at it going, oh, you're going to be opening my tabs for a while while we work <laughs> through this. Do you know, it's really funny you saying that about oral sex because when I tagged birthdays or I tagged mm-hmm. your because I'm looking at my AO3 page now and then we've got like oral sex, oral fixation. <laughs> Dean Winchester gives oral sex, which I didn't know was a tag until I wrote that fic. I knew that was so, a tag. <laughs> I didn't know that was a tag. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think about it. I just didn't think See, about it. See, it's specific, right? Because it's like, you know, if you, put, if you put oral sex, it's like, well, it could be either way, right? But if you're looking for something where oral fixation dean winchester <laughs> yeah exactly that's what, you're gonna, I, I pr- that's what you're gonna find you know i'm pretty sure there's probably a tag that says like dean winchester has an oral fixation or something oh yeah there is there does. yeah exactly <laughs> so it, it's it's all about context do you want to just generically tag hey there'd be oral sex in this fic or do you want to mm-hmm. be like this is a fic with dean winchester and as we all know the boy got an oral fixation <laughs> so this is the oral sex in this fic is 100% focused on Dean Winchester and his oral fixation, you know? And it's mm. it's a constant. It's like you never wake up one day and you'd be like, right, I am the master of tags on AO3 mm. now. Yeah. I still post things, walk away and go, oh, bloody hell, I should have posted. I should have tagged it with that. Son right. of a gun. Yeah. You know, I still go back and I add things in and I'm like, oh, no, that should be relevant and that should be relevant. It tends to be more like AU stuff. I forget to tag if things are like AU or canon. Mm-hmm. a lot of the time mm-hmm. yeah, so I don't, I don't yeah. even do that a lot either I guess because I'm just always a couple um tags I found that again like through research and stuff it's like I I do like canon related fiction like or you know based off of what's happened in canon and I I, I have an interest in specific episodes and I've noticed and I didn't know this was a thing but like you can like start typing in like the name of an episode and more likely than not at least supernatural like you'll find mm-hmm. fiction that's related to that. Well, I didn't know that. That was like something I just came across because I saw fiction I liked. I'm like, oh, they actually have the season and the episode number and then the name of the the episode in it. And then if we clicked on it, I'm like, oh, wow, this person or other people have used that tag and they're, you know, they've, people are really interested in this one episode and maybe like, I didn't know what Coda was. Like, that's sort of like, you know, the epilogue. Like, so if like an episode ends mm-hmm. and then, I didn't know that. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. So now there's another thing that I can explore. Just like maybe 
how we're always like, oh, this is what we think happens, you know, at the end or at the end of an episode. And some people have explored that and that's fun to read, you know? So I, I've just, I, yeah. I come, I kind of wish there were rules, but I understand why there aren't, but I almost wish that there was like a way that you could have, you know, tell people like, look, like list, list these tags based on how often they show up in a fic. Like, you know, if you've got 60% angst or 30% fluff and 10% smut, like, you yeah. know, you kind of give us an idea of what we're, what we're in for. So I don't know. It's, it's very interesting that way. Um, in terms of how you can go yeah. about it. I definitely think, I mean, obviously me and Sandra, we come at this from different things because she tends to write sort of longer stories and I tend to write more one shots because I can't plot and characters very well <laughs> um, and she's like the master mistress question mark and it <laughs> so I do think like I look at your tags and I think it must be so much harder to tag like an ongoing story and as you say you don't want to spoil things but you need to like you know maybe there's things you need to warn your readers about or make them aware that hey you know this this is a multi-chapter fic but there be sex in here mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's not just it's not all plot and no pawn. Yeah. So I yeah. I do think I do think it's harder. My my get around for that is I tag chronologically if I'm writing something with more than one chapter, which doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. But when I do, I post chapter one with all the tags that are relevant to chapter two, and then as we go down the line, I post chapter two with and I'll update the tags, and then there'll usually be a note that says like, please heed the updated tags or you know make sure you've checked because mm-hmm. it's relevant. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's. But I mean, from my point point of view, if you're writing like sort of one shots or very short things that are focused around like a moment mm-hmm. instead of a story, which is what I tend to write, if you would want it tagged in something you were reading, tag it in your work. Like right. you can't go wrong with that. No one's ever gonna say, hey, you tag this. And it's only like a tiny sentence. There was no need for you to tag it. Cause I guarantee mm-hmm. there's someone else out there going, Oh, thank God they tagged that. I'm so glad that I wasn't yeah. surprised by that. Yeah, I think you mentioned like when you're talking about, it's like, yeah, like just things that you think might be triggering, you know, I think are important too. Cause again, like, and, but, but that's a learning experience, right? Like, so some people just don't have that mindset. I don't know if it's um, empathy or sympathy, like, you know, just to understand that where you're coming at, somebody else might be coming at totally different. And they, they might like a story up to a point, but then something hits them, you know, they could pass over that, you know, and then that's kind of where notes, ends up helping too, like at the start mm-hmm. um, of a chapter or, you know, an, an additional part. Um, I, when you're talking about multi, like multi-chapter and long fix, there's one um, author that I've read a lot of their stuff, Crash Crash Devil. I think it's CJ Devlin because I wrote it down. CJ Devlin 19. I think the author has a lot of different pseudonyms and stuff, but they'll actually create almost like a series where they use the parts as chapters so you have a little more freedom to really kind of drill down in the specific parts with the tags I thought that was interesting um you know that's a way to do it I like that uh I don't know if I'd have you know maybe like if if I do I don't think I will but if I you know if I do another long one again I might try to do that but then I think you have to have a good bulk of your your story written you know or at least like an idea of where it's going and then like how you'll break it up they tend to write really long parts. Like it could be like, well, to me, eight or 9,000 words is, is, is a long part. Um, like my yeah. chapters are usually maybe like if I'm, if I'm really feeling it, maybe two or 3,000 words. I know that some people go 
more. Um, but yeah, that's, I, I thought that was an interesting way to do it. So another way, and again, that's really when you get into more of like how you set up your, your fiction. So it might be worth looking into, you know, thinking about it beforehand, like, well, where am I going with the story? How many parts do I think it is? Is it worth breaking it up to give people more of an idea of tags based on the parts rather than just this big, long list of things that are going to happen in the story or, you know, use notes. And if people are used to the way you write, they'll know to, you know, see the notes at the top of each chapter and figure out what's going on that way. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's yeah, a lot definitely. of ways to do it. So it's good. So I wanted to um, talk about fun, fun tags we've come across. And I know um, I wrote some down and you've got some. Um, yep. I got some. <laughs> so one I wanted to shout out was um, our friend D her rookie series. I think it's Hunter and Training is the very first one. It's like every chapter is smut was like one of her tags. I was like, oh, great. You know, exactly. Yeah. Exactly what you're in for. Um, when you, when you go into this, that, you know, you're, you're, you're in for some fun stuff every time. Um, yeah, that'd be no filler. We fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. And then I think going into my oral fixation, I wrote Dean Winchester as a champion pussy eater because <laughs> he really is. Because he and is when I saw that, I was just like, I was like, oh, that's so great. And, um, I saw this one and I just thought of you, I didn't even read what the story was about, but it says knitwear kink. And then all the knitting, Sammy, give me all of it. I think I've seen knitwear kink somewhere. I think I've seen that. I should tag my Christmas fic as that because I dressed Dean up in that really cute sweater. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, knitwear kink. I think that's a good one you should add there. I'm Um, going to put that into Step Into Christmas now. That's a cute one. I like that one. And then there was one called Denial Ain't Just a River in Egypt because I think that's a really big theme. Um that goes along a lot of supernatural you know denying and just like all of that there was we one need therapist. <laughs> there was one helping dean eat healthier which then the tag was immediately followed by another that said um carrot as dildo i was like all right well <laughs> i don't know what that's about but i thought that i mean you can't funny. argue with that though to be fair <laughs> to be fair that's very clear you'd be like there'd be healthy food and then we'd be fucking with the healthy food. You can't argue with that, really. <laughs> They're great. I only I only threw up a few for mine. So I've got Team Dean Winchester's Red Ass, which is as just... It, that's so image-invoking, isn't it? It is. I love it so much. It you is. tend to see that... You tend to see that more in male-male fix featuring Dean. You don't tend to see that so much in, like, a Dean reader fix or Dean original female character fix. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it tickles me every time I see it. I believe there's even a collection on AO3 that oh, really? anyone can post into that's tagged Dean Winch- Team Dean Winchester's Red Ass. Okay, And um, is it just mainly, also- like, is a lot of it, like, just spanking and different things like that? I mean, that's what I get, but is there something yeah. more to that? Okay, all right. No, no, it's, it's just, like, we all queue up to, to beat Dean Winchester's Ass Red Raw. <laughs> Love it. I've also got Sam Handling, which I've only ever seen in one fic apart from mine. And okay. I started using it because I'd seen it in another fic. Mm-hmm. But it was the perfect, it was the perfect tag for one of my particular kinks around Sam, which is the fact that he's so much bigger than you. Mm-hmm. And he could just pick you up and move you around and throw you in various different places. And I was like, I don't know how to how to tag this because it's not it's not a size kink. That's like a different thing. Right. right. Just how he so, like manhandles you, only it's Sam handling. So yeah, no, exactly. I totally get it. Yeah. 
so it's it's Sam handling. And this one, this next one, it's it's not sexy in any way, but it makes me smile every time I see it, which is John Winchester's A plus parenting, which usually means that that fic is going to come contain everybody dunking on John for being such a shit human being. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm well in for that. I'm like, yeah. oh screw you, John. Screw you. I saw I saw one the other day, which was um John Winchester doing my favorite thing, colon being dead. And I was like, oh, that's perfect. That's, that that's great. I love that so much. I'm going to start using that. I'm going to tag my Christmas fic with that one as well. <laughs> and then the last one I've got, again, which just came up on one particular fic, but it, it tickled me so much, is they fuck in a church, I'm sorry. <laughs> the tag was all, it was all in capitals. The tag was all in capitals. And I was like, oh, that's great. I love it. I, I have since read, bookmarked, and reread <laughs> that fic several times. So drop a link to that in the description as well because y'all need to read it. It's good. They fuck in a church. I'm not sorry. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then what we what we decided to do was we said, okay, so let's let's take a look back at like our history, um, things we've bookmarked, and like figure out is there a theme to our our fave tags and and stuff like that. So I I kind of hinted at some of mine, but so like when I went through AO3 um pretty much Dean Winchester original female characters I do have some male characters one but that's like by far I think I think I enjoy that more than reader even though like I said I have gotten into reader more where you know it's the you uh point of view and I, I do like that more I'm, I'm getting more and more into that and then um friends to lovers is another one porn with plot slash porn with feelings I just I I kind of, I, I gotta have some plot around my porn. I mean, sometimes it's just like that more likely than not, that's what I go for. Like, I like a little bit of a build up, and then what's happening and then, you know, go into it. But I like shameless smut. I like dirty talk. Mark of Cain, Dean Winchester is an especially favorite one of mine yeah, yeah. when he just gets so angry and he just has to get rid of it. And he has to like, get it out some way and it usually involves a female i really like that yeah um, hey no judgment we don't yeah. keep shame here that's great and then um well, <laughs> and it's moc usually if you type in moc it'll come up usually right away oral fixation slash oral sex but again like usually anything that involves dean winchester and oral sex in the tag is is a good go-to for me i didn't think i liked this but like daddy kink but it has to be like it's like Dean. I've seen, I've I've read a couple that have Jensen, but there's just something about I guess not really. I don't know if it's that or if it's just him being sweet and saying and this might be a D thing that's gotten me into is like saying baby girl. I, I like that or um good girl. You started you you did that. Did you do that for me? You mm-hmm. did that for me. Yeah. Um, I and then I, I'm I'm big on nipple play. We've we've had many discussions on um, Dean Winchester's perky nipples and just in general anything he does with nipples i'm all about um and then yeah one... quick <laughs> quick insight quick insider tip that if you go and read anything of mine and it features <laughs> anything to do with nipples especially dean's nipples or male nipples that's just a little like fan service for sandra yeah. and if you go and read anything of hers that features sam and his hair he mm-hmm. tends to run his hair, hands through his hair a lot in Sandra's fictions. And that's just for me. That's a call so we, for Carly. We just shout each other out in our fix because it's just it's just such a thing now that we're like, ha, nipples, yes. 
which sounds weird when I say it out loud, but that's that's the reality, isn't it? Because we'll, we'll go and comment and we'll be like, I saw the hair thing. Was that which, for me? Yes. I kind of understand why the boys wear layers because I feel like if they didn't, Sam especially too, like if they didn't wear layers to like hide all that, like you just would constantly just be like, what is going on there, guys? <laughs> like I can't focus yeah. on anything that you're saying because there's just so many ridges and curves and things that I just want to like explore heavily. But yeah, I think they do. I think they they do that just so we'll actually focus on a little bit more of what's going on um, with the storyline. And then the last one I found was um, sex pollen, which is an interesting thing where it's almost like there's a spell that's been cast and they have to have as much sex as possible, need to get it out of their system. And usually, you know, it's Dean helping out the reader or sometimes Dean and Sam, those I really like. those don't have a lot of plot, but I like those. So, but Carly, you're some of your favorite tags because you were talking about <laughs> depravity when you were messaging me. I'm like, it's all about depravity sometimes. Let's just go. Yeah, I, I wrote my tag list down and then I was like, oh my God, what's this say about me? <laughs> so I actually, I actually went to my bookmarks and I, uh, I sort of, I looked at the most frequent tags. I sorted it by Supernatural because like Sandra says, I, dabble in a few other fanfics, uh, fandoms as well. Um, so I didn't want that skewing the results in any way. Um, but then I I looked at like the top sort of tags that come up in mind. So number one was Dirty Talk, uh, which if you can't tell by the fact I tag my works in that way, you know, you write what you know, isn't it? I like mm-hmm. reading that. I know mm-hmm. that. That's fine. Yep. So we got Dirty Talk. Um, and then in direct contrast to Sandra, I'm pawn without plot <laughs> or plot what plot. I don't care. I don't need any anything extra. Just play with each other's genitals. That's all I'm here for. I don't need any kind of background on this at all. So that's me. And then we've got blowjobs, which surprised me, actually, when I was going through. But then I was like, I do tend to read more male-male stuff than, mm-hmm. um, like, reader or original female character stuff. So probably that's why that's that comes up so high. Okay. we got rough sex. Again, you write what you know. I read what I like. <laughs> um, smart AU, uh, sex toys. Don't really know how I feel about that one coming up there. Uh, Praise King, which is oh man, I love that. I'm surprised that it isn't higher actually because I I love that one. Mm. And then I've got Dom and Sub undertones on mine. So you know, Sandra's quite wholesome with her stuff, and I'm like filth. We're just <laughs> filth. Well, I think it's so, because, I mean, you've talked about, like, write what you know. And I mean, quite honestly, like, I just, I haven't, you know, had those kinds of experiences. And I haven't really, like, delved into it much. I think, I, I will say, my God, Supernatural fan fiction has opened my eyes to many different things. And I am quite oh, happy yeah. with that. You know, I'm, and made things that I would be like, what? Like, you know, more like, oh, okay, this is a this is a thing and this is kind of a hot thing so yeah no I'm I've kind of I've, I've learned I've learned <laughs> to appreciate more things the praise kink so talk to me about that one though like a little bit more like what about the praise kink is it praise all around yeah. is it praise you know you know if it's very similar to you were like when you're like your daddy kink and you're like I don't really think it's that I think it's more like the, the pet names and the sweet names like mm-hmm. uh, baby girl good girl mm-hmm. it's that kind of it's that kind of stuff but it's just like 
being told that you're doing something good mm-hmm. is just it's just nice mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i just i just like it i just i don't know and i mean especially if sam and I, dean are sam or dean are saying it i mean that's like kind yeah. of a thing yeah exactly and it's just i don't know there's just something about like i've never i've never enjoyed like because dirty talk in the bedroom it goes it tends to go one of one of two ways doesn't it Mm-hmm. You either go, oh my god, you're so good at that, or you're so nasty, day whatever. Yeah. Um, and that that kind of that really puts me off. Like any kind of humiliation talk, I'm yeah, not here for that right. at all. I really don't enjoy it. Right. But I do like to read people talking in the bedroom. Like it's not a silent act. Right. You know? Absolutely. We've talked about so this. I- like you want to hear. I want to hear Dean. I don't want it. I don't want him being silent in any way, shape or form in the, in, in the middle of any of that. Like that's not, that's a whole part of the, that's a whole part of the process. (laughs) I really don't like it. And this is a thing. Like, I don't like, I don't like blindfolds and I don't like necessarily like not being able to hear that. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, that would be torture for me. And I know some people like that, but that's not, Mm. that's not for me. Like I want to, I want to hear, you know, I want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. It's important. It makes you, it ma- it puts you in the scene rather than just reading it. You know, you get all the senses kind of working together and yeah. And I, I'm, I'm with yeah. you on the, when it starts to get into humiliation or degradation, I, I don't like, I don't like that. There's, there's some uses of a word that don't have to like go into that nasty territory and I think sometimes some fiction does that and that's when I kind of like oh you had me and now you lost me and I don't think I'm going to be able to to finish you know the story now yeah it's kind of like it's going into a an avenue that doesn't really appeal to me or that I kind of don't like even with um Mark of Cain Dean like I I feel like he could you know go that route and he has in some you know things that I've read but it's not exactly my it's not my favorite thing um so yeah mm-hmm. again spe- specificity right you kind of want to try to be specific about your um about how you tag because that kind of helps a lot somebody's version of dirty talk may be different than than yours I think mm-hmm. so yeah absolutely absolutely so it's just it's just like another another part of the creating an experience when I'm writing um and it's you know it, it adds to the experience if I'm reading I just I want to hear my characters talk and I want them to be nice to each other you know mm-hmm. I don't like you said I'm not here for humiliation degradation and a lot of people get off on that and again we're not kink shaming in any way right. shape or form right. it's just it's just not for me personally mm-hmm. so I like I go the other way and I'm like, tell me how good I'm doing. Yeah. Let me let me have my characters tell each other how great it is. Because I just yeah. think, again, I don't ever want people to walk away from my fix personally being sad. Mm-hmm. I always want you to walk away like, man, that was great. That was, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. I feel less stressed or I feel comforted or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. you might come to the fic for. And I never want them to walk away going, oh. So everybody's nice to each other in my stuff. Is um, I feel like... Yeah, I was gonna ask. Yeah. Is aftercare um something that comes up a lot in your like in your fiction that you like to read? Is that like a prominent tag? Um, because I know you're kind um, of big on that. And yeah, I tag it and I I write it. If I'm writing if I'm writing just something something that's not particularly kinky, mm-hmm. I don't 
I don't always tag it because I just a lot of a lot of my fics tend to feature my characters going to sleep afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tend to take place tend, tend to take place in the nighttime, and then everybody's going to sleep afterwards. So for me, like that in a, just a normal sexual scenario, that's that's a form of aftercare, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. everybody gets cleaned up, or maybe you don't get cleaned up. Maybe you shower in the morning, whatever. But the deed is done, and then you have a cuddle. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 it for me. I don't necessarily feel the need to tag that necessarily, but if it's anything anything king mm-hmm. i will tag aftercare with the exception of that one dean fic but then i didn't i didn't write an ending for that i finished it immediately after the sex okay. so you can imagine yeah. you can imagine what happens after that yeah but for especially the sam stuff that's been going up recently there's been heavier aftercare it's a, if you're gonna play with king you should be writing aftercare unless you're making it a point that one of your characters sucks <laughs> and you know maybe this is slightly one-sided you know maybe maybe this is not a healthy relationship if you're coming at it from that angle mm-hmm. then of course you you don't have to write that right but if you're if you're writing healthy kink you should be writing aftercare it doesn't have to be a big thing it can be like a couple of lines i've got stuff that's a couple of lines but the key there is you should not be leaving a submissive character alone after you've written a scene you should mm-hmm. be giving them aftercare and you should be advocating for that to be a big thing right right you know yeah because as as much as it shouldn't be people who read kink tend to take that as the bible on kink 50 shades of fucking gray so how many how many relationships out there read 50 shades of gray and we're like oh yeah no we'll try this and it went horribly horribly wrong mm-hmm. because that book is a manual on how to abuse your partner mm-hmm. yeah. so for me i always think if anybody's coming to my works i'm kind of an advocate then mm-hmm. and i should be pointing them in the right directions so always tag your stuff if you do a uh, safe same consensual tag it that way mm-hmm. if you play with a uh, risk aware consensual kink tag it that way mm-hmm. you know Try and make sure that you've always included the if you're trying to portray a healthy kink scene, mm-hmm. tag those things. Make sure you've got your aftercare in there. Tag those things. Because whether you like it or not, there probably is somebody out there who's taking your work as the way to do something. Yeah. So try not to steer them in the wrong direction. All, but yeah. All, yeah. No. All good suggestions, all good ideas. I I think that that's that's a great way to to do it um yeah and aftercare doesn't it doesn't have to be as i said it doesn't have to be like a big thing you have to write yeah. a whole other chapter on aftercare just yeah. the crucial things are don't don't have one of your characters leave the sub alone afterwards you know sometimes they might like get a drink or get them something to eat mm-hmm. sometimes it's just a physical contact thing you know that they don't leave them alone that they stay with them until they come come back to themselves right right so yeah, just just be aware if if you're posting that kind of stuff online, kind of are an advocate for the community, whether you intend to be or not. So just be aware of it. Tag appropriately. Tag appropriately. Okay, beautiful. You hey, mother. So this next fic recommendation comes from Little Green Plastic Soldier. They are just awesome. They've written 86 Supernatural works on AO3. 
Uh, this one, I... Okay, so I'm thinking this had to have been based off of the episode Dog Dean Afternoon. It was published in 2015, uh, and it's 12,985 words, and it's called Yeah, I Have a Great Dean. It's rated explicit, no archive warnings apply, category female male, relationship Dean Winchester reader, Dean Winchester you, additional tags, animal transformation, fluff, fluff and smut, curse Dean, witch curses, it says originally posted on Tumblr, smut, oral sex, explicit sexual content, conolingus, doggy style, dog Dean, dog jokes. There's so much to love about this piece of fiction. It is so freaking cute. And I think the little bit that we saw in the episode, Dog Dean Afternoon, where Dean is actually acting out a certain scenes, little mini scenes, like a dog, uh, the author just went for it with this. And it's just so great. Uh, the summary is Dean is a good boy. Notes, going for my Animal Curse Merit Badge today. If you like um, Animal Transformation Fix, I think you're really going to enjoy this one. This will actually lead into another recommendation by this author at another time that is much longer, um, but I think so worth it. Chapter 1. That's it. Just behind the ears. And never again shall I touch you, you godforsaken thing. Finally, you can put that book away on the shelf forever, having scanned every creepiest soft page of human skin. Ugh. You sit back down at a library desk and scroll through the list to see what's next, but the front door slams and you think maybe you'll take a break since the guys are back. You hear Sam bellow, bellowing down the corridor. His unusual volume is curious. Then there's a, your name. It's kind of breathy, almost hoarse, and you assume it's Dean. There's some noise, like they're arguing, and you hear your name again in two parts. Your name. Dean must have some news. You push your chair back and turn to look at the platform, watching where they'll appear. Dean, Dean, Sam says sternly. No. Your name, Dean says again as he appears, and you smile at whatever it is, that has him so excited. Sam calls your name, and he's right behind Dean, but not keeping up. Just hold your ground. Dean's scrambling down the steps, almost at the bottom. What? You call? Sam? Hold your ground. Dean hits the floor and starts running towards you, happy and galloping. You grip the chair to keep yourself still, and can only watch as the most delighted Dean you've ever seen, with a bouncing, slack-jawed grin, leaps up the steps, and gallops straight for you. Sam, you're calling for help. It's okay. Sam, your name. Dean, you squawk, knees and hands up to defend yourself as he lands on you, all over you. What are you doing? Dean, Sam barks. Dean's landed on his knees between yours. His hands flumped onto your shoulders, panting your name, and licks you, licks you right up your face, chin to eye, over your ear. Dean, no! You try to push him off, but he's heavy and leaning, your arms almost pinned. He keeps licking, slurping wet stripes up your face, and you crane your neck to see Sam, his hopeless trot having stopped a few feet behind Dean. 
He's exasperated and sorry, hands landing on his thighs in defeat. Your neck and ear are getting ridiculously wet, even as you push on Dean's shoulders. Dean, get off me, you yell, and his next lick slides right over your mouth and beside your nose, flapping your upper lip as his tongue goes past. It's a tipping point. Dean, no, down. He closes his mouth and looks at you in stunned silence. You look him in the eye, stern and dominant, point at the ground beside him and repeat, down, in your mom voice. He sits on his feet, puts his hands on the floor, and diligently awaits your next instruction as he licks his lips and teeth, resettling his tongue back in his head. You stare at him a moment, instinctively saying, good, but can't finish your words. God. Sam? You look up at him. Yeah. Which? Rowena. <sighs> yeah, he sighs. He's just missing the fur in the dale. Dean's chin falls open and he breathes, almost pants, while he watches you. And a fucking leash, he mutter. I am not putting a leash on him, he admonishes, coming around to the other side of the table to sit and hold his head. Seriously, he's been mind-melded with dogs, animals before, but never anything like this. It's completely incapacitating. He said my name, you look at Sam. Yeah, he uses words, but they're like representations of thought. No sentences, no human stuff other than that in the walking. It's like he's just acting exactly like a dog. In a kind of human way. Since when? Uh, Sam checks his watch. Three hours ago? Hasn't changed or lessened at all. Has he eaten? You ask. Um, no. Sam frowns, realizing he had prioritized getting home over everything else. Okay, you say, and lean over for your bottle of water. As soon as it's in view, Dean shuts his mouth and follows it with his eyes. Are you thirsty, Dean? You ask. But he's not listening, because he clearly is thirsty and waiting for you to open the bottle. With the cap off, you offer it to him, just to see if he'll take it. But he ducks forward a little, watching the spout, expecting you'll tip it for him. Sam watches awkwardly as you tilt the bottle towards him, saying, Okay, here you go, and hope to God he'll wrap his lips around the mouth of it to drink, but he just gets himself under the flow and laps as it spills over his tongue and chin. Okay, no, Dean, you hold his jaw and look at him. Can you do this? You pat your lips, as if to drink, but he doesn't even look at them, just dutifully glances at your eyes a second before looking at the bottle again. So you give in and pour a slow trickle for him your wincing gaze flicking between the dribbles on his chin and throat and the puddle on the floor. Oh, this is so bad, you groan. I can't believe I'm watching him do this. I know, Sam joins you, putting his forehead in his hand as he leans on the desk. Once Dean's taken enough, he settles back to sit, lapping and licking the water around his mouth. You put the bottle down and look at him with concern. Dean? You ask gently as he looks at you. Are you in there? Nothing but solemn interest and patience. You wait four, maybe five seconds, hoping you'll get something, but he just breaks into a soft, panting smile. He's like a fucking German shepherd, Sam, you mutter. Did she use words or a powder or what? Words, he groans, and I don't know them. A fucking woman, you gripe, sitting back and crossing your arms. 
What's he been like with you? Fine for a dog, Sam gripes, but yeah, he's been good, doing what I asked, keeping close. Wouldn't sit in the back, though. You try not to smile at Dean over that. It's such a curious thing to have him sitting before you, not watching you as such, but ready to. Sam goes on. He knew exactly where we were going, started saying your name before I opened the car door, and that was it. Listening to me was over. Right, you wonder. Happy to be home. Something like that, Sam sighs. You look at him, his butt sticking out as he waits idly for whatever's coming, blinking as his eyes look at nothing in particular. A sense of worry flickers in your chest. His complete lack of self-awareness makes him seem so vulnerable. You feel an overwhelming need to protect him. From Rowena, from ridicule, from misfortune, clumsy accidents, heartworm. I can't help but think he might be able to see himself, you say, turning to Sam, like he's going to be absolutely mortified at these memories. I don't know whether to treat him like a dog or a dean trapped inside the mind of a dog. I know. Sam leans his forearms on the desk. I'm the same. He's so completely doggish that I keep realizing I'm just responding like he is one. Sam tries not to smile, but he can't help but be amused because, as you've been talking, Dean has rested his chin on your knee, and you've run your hand back and forth through his hair a few times as you've been listening and talking. You look down at Dean, his eyes closed under your touch, and you yank your hand away in surprise. Shit, you whisper and look at Sam cautiously. I, uh, grew up with dogs. Yeah, he grins. You know what, though? He's probably mostly feeling like a dog, I suppose. I mean, he didn't try to drive. Let's just roll with Dog Dean and see if we can crack the curse. Yeah, okay, you say. I think some food is in order. Dean's head pops up on food, and you smile at him hesitantly, slightly self-conscious when you say, You got that, huh? You want something to eat? Dean stands as you stand and follows you closely as you head for the kitchen. I think he likes you, Sam comments. You roll your eyes back at him, saying, Oh, can we keep him? You and Sam put some sandwiches together for yourselves and consider the options for Dean. Uh, well, let's see what happens, Sam asks you. Go for it, you shrug, and let Sam make a sandwich for Dean, too. At the table, Dean tries to sit on the stool, but his knees and feet slide off the shiny surface. Then, when he does try to eat, even as he topples around the seat, he puts his hands either side of the plate and drops his head, not even attempting to pick up the food. He can't seem to get enough stability to make a start. Okay, hang on, you say, unable to bear the scene anymore. You take his plate and put it by you on the floor. Here you go. Dean climbs off and moves himself around to face the plate, gets himself on all fours and picks up the sandwich with his teeth, chomp tossing it back into his head as best he can and biting off chunks of bread. The plate clatters on the tiles as he picks up the fallen contents with his mouth. I can't watch. You close your eyes and sit straight, deciding to pretend he's not there. Sam seems stuck, riveted by the sight of his older brother on all fours and eating off the floor. Slowly he stares at you, still trying to take it in. Shit, Sam, he won't use his hands, you realize. Yeah, I noticed, Sam replies. Bathroom, you state. What the hell happens there? Sam drops his sandwich and rubs his face with his hands. For fuck's sakes. This is the worst. You know what? Let's put him in just boxers and a bathrobe. If it is cold outside, he probably won't even notice and just take him for a walk, you suggest. Sam sighs deeply and picks up his sandwich again. 
Yeah, that's probably easiest. Not like we're traveling anywhere soon. Just pretend like you're old already and he's lost his beans, you grin. Sam huffs a laugh, then breaks into a proper wheezing chuckle. Probably the closest we'll get to that, he says. There you go. Silver lining. Dean's finished his food and licked the plate clean, dragging it a foot or so along the ground before sniffing the floor a bit to check for crumbs. All done and finished, he drops on his side, facing your stool, and stretches his limbs, hands, and feet, quivering at the reach. Sam gets up to make a drink, and Dean lifts his head to see where he's off to, dropping it back down when he's satisfied. He taps your ankle with slack fingers, kind of dragging his hand over it. What? you ask. He does it again and tilts his torso back, staring at you through lazy eyes. Seriously? You want me to rub your belly? You just ate. He leans his head on your foot again and blinks slowly, like, look at me. How can I go without someone rubbing my belly? You groan, kick off your shoe, and lightly rub his lower ribs with your socked foot. Determine that this is the extent of your affection right now. He closes his eyes and tilts back further, his upper arm hinging off his chest as your action works his shirts up his stomach. You look up at Sam, something like a glare or a prayer, but instead of compassion, he says, Hey, I'm trying not to be offended here. He's all over you. I'm the one who's made the sandwich and doing the walks. I'll thank you later, you promise. I started reading it again. I was like, oh, this has a lot of just in terms of tags, but not even again, like doesn't necessarily have all the tags, but once you start reading it, it's like it's got those things that I tend to really like. So yeah, it's yeah, I have a great dean. It's by Little Green Plastic Soldier. Is we, this the one? Go ahead. Oh no, this is the one where they turn into a dog, isn't it? Because yes. I know there's one of these witchy ones where he wants to be a dog and he gets turned he, into a cat. That's 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 for me. That's a set. That's another because that's a long one. I mean, this is long, but that one's like a long novel like one, and that's by the same author. And I really do. I love this author, so I'll probably like pull them a few times. But yeah, that one's a totally different one. That's so worth it. Uh, it's uh, Toil and Trouble. And yeah, it gets turned, he gets turned into a yeah. cat, which I loved because I'm such a cat person. And I was just like, yeah, but that's a whole other thing. No, but when I, when I found this one, so again, the, the basic storyline is, um, I believe it's Rowena and she's cast a spell Send on him. Dean, turned him into, you know, a dog. So it kind of follows along. If you've seen the episode in season nine, like dog Dean afternoon, where he, he kind of does a lot of doggy things. It kind of like uh, expounds on that and goes into a lot greater detail. Uh, so it's like, it's cute, then it's angsty, then it's fluffy, and then it's just hot. And I love um, the fact that it uses sort of like that trope that they do. Oh, you know, here's a supernatural thing happening to one of the boys, and then they get to express you know, their true feelings and then they have to deal with it. Like that kind of thing where it's him and the reader and, you know, they have feelings for each other, but never really like went for it. And then him turning into <laughs> this dog, basically, who's just like the reader is like his favorite owner, which is kind of funny because 
like Sam is doing a lot of the things sort of like helping to take care of it. And like, he's almost like Dean could care less. He's like, he's just all about, you know, all about the reader. And there's a lot of visuals of Sam, like, you know, doing things, um, you know, that you would, you know, do for a dog just in general. And it's just, it's just cute. Like I highlighted yeah. a couple of things, like, you know, just him yelling at Dean, just like running through the bunker and trying to get him to slow down. And then Dean like slamming into the reader. It's like, I can, I, I, I can visualize yeah, that. Yeah. Know, like his, and there's just, and like him being so happy, um, in that carefree, um, like I, I, like just all the fun doggy things, like, you know, saying you want to go for a walk and then him getting all excited and, um, just yeah. so many, so many different things in this story that just give you like that visual and the author's really great explaining yeah. and describing them that you just you you immediately get like isn't especially wordy doesn't have to be kind of condenses it but like just the thing of like the dog on like you know resting his you know his chin on 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 your thigh and just kind of looking at you you know while you're eating and like I mean could you imagine like it's just it's like the funniest thing and like I'm almost like when he's running right. is he like getting on all fours and kind of like doing that like sort of like midway through and then maybe like writing himself up again but then like you know just getting really like excited and huffing and puffing and like doing that snorty thing if he's mad and all that kind of stuff comes up and so the yeah. the first part of it again like there's plot you know them trying to figure out okay how do they reverse the spell um, doing a little bit of digging on it trying to figure out what's happening it's basically like a whole you know, 24 hour process of that, but maybe like a bulk of the halfway through the story. And again, like the reader sort of like dealing with the fact that she's wanted this attention from Dean for so long, but she's getting it in this way. That's very confusing. <laughs> and like, it's yeah. like, Oh, it's probably just the spell, you know? And and then, you know, you've got Sam, you know, ever loving Sam that you know, just uh, uh, know, sees exactly what's going on with all the characters and is like, how do you not see this? <laughs> you know, yeah. he likes you and this is just his way of, of doing it. And removed inhibitions. I like yeah. that. I'm, I'm sort of, I'm drifting through because yeah, again, I am the, the woefully unprepared side of this little duo. So Sandra is the boss and she's, she's so organized and she's just like, she comes to me before we record these things and she goes, hey, so could you do this? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I'll definitely do that. And then I spend the whole week not doing that. <laughs> and then it gets to like the day before recording and I'm like, oh shit, I got to do that. Aww. So Sandra, Sandra posted that this was, this was the thing she wanted to talk about. And then I did not click it or read it or anything. So again, I'm blind here. It's a recommendation. So if you decide to read it again, or if you've read it already, um, you know, that's, that's great. Again, it's, it's just like, it's one of my, I, I don't read it often, but when I go back to it, I just, it, I was mentioning the dog Dean afternoon episode, which isn't like in season nine, but then I really get vibes of um, season 12. There's an episode called regarding Dean where he's lost his memory, where basically a witch has kind of done something similar, you know, thrown a spell yeah. at him where he's slowly losing his memory and he's, He's forgetting who he is, but almost in the process, at least in the very beginning, he's so unburdened by being a hunter and like everything's like brand new and he has this very like new approach to everything and he just seems happy. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this boy has to lose, you know, a part of himself to be happy. 
and it kind of sort of gives me that that feeling um and reader and dean you know once the spell's gone they sort of like have discussions about you know how he felt during it and where he kind of was not necessarily like in the back seat sort of not the way um like a demon say you know takes over your vessel or even an angel does he was aware of it but it's on like sort of another level and he didn't really have to think it was just instinct like you know and he just went by what made him feel good you know and reader made him feel good and then they you know they they start that and then the whole other half of the um story is basically you know them coming to terms with it and going through the emotions which are extremely hot and the you know come to terms of it and again there's so many things in this like there's there's the oral stuff there's the the nipple play which I was like yay I forgot this was in here but it was like it was just like there's so many like but again like more with Dean on the reader because that's another thing that I find really hot like anything he does with his mouth is just incredibly hot so there's a lot of that um there's I'm, a little doggy so... style at the end which is quite funny in terms of like the residual effect um where they're kind of like I'm scrolling like... <laughs> I'm scrolling through now and like looking at your notes and then I'm like man I want you to recommend me fix with your annotations all the time because these are great <laughs> you've you've highlighted um a section where he says he's been a good boy mm-hmm. and commented on it and I'm like I use that in my stuff yes. that's great I and... love it I love it I will say though this is one of those fix where calling back to what I was saying about if it would bother you, tag mm-hmm. it in your stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I checked, there's no like spit or draw or anything tag in here, mm-hmm. but it mentions it quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because Dean's, Dean's a dog and dogs are gross. Right. Yeah. Cat, cat people unite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you've, you've tagged, you've tagged, uh, you've commented, uh, like highlighted a bit for me. Um, like, and you've highlighted it from a lot of dog being afternoon stuff, mm-hmm. but I'm looking at it going, she's feeding him like with a fork. And then it's like, you notice the drool pulling around his tongue, but he doesn't notice. And I'm, I'm here gipping now. And I'm gotcha. like, oh man, you, you got to tag that stuff. Like gotcha. drool and food. No, gotcha. no, you, you, you got to okay. tag that stuff. And this is absolutely no offense to the author mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. is like as I'm scrolling through I'm like oh, shit I gotta read this when we're done with this it looks fantastic but again that's such a brilliant example of if it would bother you mm-hmm. in a fic mm-hmm. tag it in your stuff gotcha. gotcha you know yeah it's just a little paragraph and I'll be able to scroll past and it'll be fine mm-hmm. but just that image I'm like nope nope I, oh, I've got PTSD from weaning both of oh. my children just like, oh. <laughs> No, because babies oh. do this really great thing for anyone out there who doesn't have children. When you're starting to wean a baby, especially if you're doing baby led weaning, which is just giving them like real people food mm-hmm. and letting them figure it out. Mm-hmm. Babies do this really great thing where they will pick up a piece of food, put it in their mouth, chew it for a little bit and then take it out and put it back on the plate. Mm. And I <laughs> I had to walk away when it was my youngest and I had to be like, dad you got to deal with this like this is on you now because I physically will vomit over our child if you want to wean him this way you got to do it so Mm. well now I know especially the specifics too so if there's ever another fic wreck I can I can let you know if something comes in that's that's in play that way see this is good this is how you figure stuff out um yeah yeah that was learning isn't it but I I, honestly (laughs) I can't wait to go and read this because it just looks honestly like we said I yeah, I knew the fic about through. Yeah, you should be good halfway through if you if you if you kind of want to skirt over a lot of like the doggy bits, but some are really funny. So I would say just kind of no, like, wait, yeah. 
I don't want to skirt over them. I'm just like, it's like if I was reading this, if we weren't, if we weren't talking about this, and if mm-hmm. I was reading this, that scene would have come up and I'm like, oh, oh no, and just scroll past really quick. But it would like it wouldn't have put me off or anything like that. So, and I How am, are you with like, licking? Again, are you good with licking? Yeah, that's fine. I okay. think it's. I think it's just like. I think it's just like a food. I just have okay. PTSD. Because there's from, must something like, towards the end, like the whole like another scene, and there's there's a bit of 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 licking of sort of like again. Dean's got that sort of like residual like the smell, and then he's like he wants to like lick you know reader. So there's like that. Um, so again, yeah. Some people might like. I mean, they yeah. They're they're definitely like. There's a reason why, why I think I like cats more than dogs. I just don't find them as drooly. <laughs> yep. So I kind of like, I think that's why I gravitate towards, towards that. So yeah, initially, but again, I think it's just because it's such a bit, like you imagine like the big dogs that are just like all like drool and like, you know, just slobber and just all Lobber over the place. All over their face and, and then it's, it's on their chest and then they come to you and they're like, I love you so much. And you're like, <laughs> I like you to go away. Yeah, get out yeah. with cats. Cats yeah. just cats are great there's yeah. been a cat in the room for this entire podcast and you guys haven't heard a single sound from him because he's a good boy <laughs> uh, but yes I think that this is it's really fun and then it's very fluffy and then it's very smutty and it has just a lot of things that I really enjoy in the dirty there's there's dirty talk but again it's not like there's I, there's praise right which I again like I didn't really think too much of it but then reading through it again I'm like oh there's these different things that kind of tick off all my yeah yeah I like this I like this I like this kind of stuff so yeah that yeah, was we should we should make a new tag we should just tag Dean Winchester is a good boy okay he is, he's I think you should I think boys. you have quite a few that you can you can use that with so I uh... <laughs> I'm gonna put that in see again that's another thing just I haven't read this fic I've just scrolled through and obviously you guys don't have the benefit of Sandra's wonderful comments and highlighting, but I can see boatloads of praise King. And I'm like, Oh man, why didn't you tag this? Why didn't you put in it that this was praise King all the way across the board? Cause I would, like, I would have been all, all over this anyway, cause it looks good. But yeah, cause again, just, like some of the tags was like animal transformation, fluff and smut to curse Dean oral sex. Yeah. And then there's like dog yeah. jokes and stuff. I would have yeah. been in for that. Yeah. Yeah. So again, there's so you know? much more to it that could have been. So, but I mean, again, like this is a reader that always gets a ton of hits. So it's not like they're buried under, you know, a lot of other stuff. So once you find them, you know, and I'm sure like if you, if you sorted by like, you know, most hits or most kudos or, you know, like whatever, like you're going to come across these kinds of authors that, you know, right away you can like get into them and dive into their stuff. But it's not until you start reading more of their things that I think you get an idea. It's a, it's a really, it's a fun one. I I think, I, I, yeah. I think it's worth, it's worth the read. So. You sold me on it for certain, okay. Sandra. Good. Well, now you 100%. have to sell me, you have to sell me on yours. This fic recommendation by Carly is for us sinners, and it's by There Must Be a Lock. Rating is explicit. No archive warnings apply. Category is female-male. Relationship is Sam Winchester U. Notes. No, seriously, this is basically start-to-finish blasphemy. Please don't read if that's going to offend you. Chapter 1. You're frowning at the trunk arsenal, 
wondering if it's possible to sharpen a machete too much when movement catches your eye. Sam rounds the corner of the old warehouse and you grab a knife and a whetstone just to have something to focus on that's not him and his stupid, smirky face or the way his shoulders look in that suit. The whole priest thing is a really good look on him. Dean's not back yet, he asks, without preamble, sitting on the edge of the trunk next to you. You focus very intently on your knife. Nice to see you too, Sam, you snark, to cover the way you're blushing. Why yes, I did have a super fun afternoon of doing fucking nothing. Waiting around for you two is exactly how I wanted to spend the last three hours. Thanks for asking. He laughs. Weren't you just telling me that I should stop pretending to be normal, polite Sam? Whatever, you mutter. Let me see that, he says abruptly, and plucks the knife from your grip before you can protest. He takes one look at it and laughs at you, twirling the blade in his fingers. Working out some frustration, huh? I don't know what you're talking about. What's really going on? You're only like this when you're hungry or horny. Bullshit, you snap, but he's totally fucking right. He's way too perceptive these days. You've been refusing to play poker with him ever since the whole soulless deal came to light. He's like a walking polygraph test. A very attractive, muscled polygraph who's really good in the sack. He's analyzing your expression with his head cocked. The knife thing? I don't know what you're... That's not... He holds the tip of the blade to your throat and you stop stammering immediately. You close your eyes and swallow hard. That's not new though he says thoughtfully. When you open your eyes, ready to protest, he's tucking the knife back in its sheath and twisting to set it in the trunk. How'd you know about that, you ask reluctantly. He just smirks, that god-awful, not Sam, not smile, with his dimples popping and his eyes glittering. One of these days you're going to realize that I'll never judge you, he says, low and sly. Come on, tell me. He puts on a prim, sanctimonious face, pointing at the collar and says, Confess your sins, and all will be forgiven. He ruins the pious effect by licking his lips and aggressively eye-fucking you. You brought us such a lovely, lovely thing. Like, oh, it's cute, it's funny, it's got dog dean in it i love it and i'm bringing you guys some soul of sam because we love a bit of soul of sam up in here he's uh he's he's the best he's now the best. is that tagged in it is soul of sam tagged it is okay good it is good i mentioned i mentioned this one uh actually before in the uh the main sort of discussion of the podcast so this is for us sinners um and it's by there must be a lock and there are underscores in between each word so if you go going to search for that, I love them. They're yeah, great. they're great. So here's, you know, let's I'm going to read you the tags and let's see if you can you guys can pick out what might have drawn me, our resident Sam model into this fic. So we're tagged soul of Sam Winchester, religion, praise kink, explicit sexual contact, sex in the church, female ejaculation. They fucking a church. I'm sorry. <laughs> in capitals, literally in the confessional blasphemy non-explicit mentions of knife play, mentions of Winchester threesomes, major perversion of the Hail Mary prayer, and gun kink. So what I will say, um, looking at this from a tag perspective, it's a three-chapter work. So chapter one is 
they fuck in a church, literally in the confessional, you know, it's fucking great. I don't know what to tell you guys is great. Um, and then the second, the second chapter of this is, um, I won't, I won't spoil, but that's the mentions Winchester threesomes thing. And then the third chapter is the gun kink. But I was the bulk of this story, the most fleshing out goes into the first chapter. And then the second and the third chapters are kind of like just sort of like snippets of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, especially, especially for me, I wish they'd been a little bit more fleshed out because there's a lot of kinks that really press all my buttons in those ones. But this, uh, as I say, the main the main bulk of the story, the main sort of fleshing out of the story is is in the first chapter, which is, you know, um, Rita's been left behind uh, while the boys are off. Uh, I believe they're like destroying something to get rid of a ghost or a spirit or something. And she's been left behind and she's mad about it. Mm-hmm. And Sam comes back and he's all soulless and assholey and it's great. And he just he just teases her. He just taunts her with, um, you know, like how he knows she wants to fuck him. And she's like, I really don't, you're like broken. No. Um, so it kind of it kind of just goes back and forth. And then he brings her back later when it's nighttime and like just drags her into the confessional and, and they do filthy, filthy things. You you can never get that church clean again. Ever, ever. <laughs> it's a good job it's holy ground because it's fucking dirty now. Um, but there's a lot of like a lot of banter, you know, between between them with him being like, oh well, they I don't have a soul, they can't condemn me to hell, you know, what what are they gonna do? Kill me twice, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really, you know, there's a lot, a lot of sort of manipulation of religion, manipulation of Christianity and things that's really quite interesting to watch. And I mean, of course, we're all here for Solar Sam. He's he is what we're all here for, really. <laughs> all right. I mean, you can be here for Mark of Cain Dean, but I can't. Yes, be absolutely. Sam. No, absolutely. I, right. I already know Solar Sam is like at the at the top for you. So that's he's that's... he's he's Bay. We we love Solar Sam. 100%. Which again, he's... I am so surprised that you don't that season six is not on rotation for you all the time. Like I would think that. You would never yeah. want to watch any other, like besides season eight. I would think you'd not want to watch any other season because of of Soulless Sam in season six. But yet you tend to stop at like season five, right? Like from what you yeah. told me. I do. I think it's because I, as much as I like Soulless Sam, I know that it's not a good time for Sam. Mm-hmm. And I know like, I'm, I know the outcome. I know what's going to come. I know all the trials that Sam faces when he gets his soul back, and mm-hmm. then Castiel fucks with his head, and like he has to remember everything. And like it, I, I know how bad it is. And also, like Solo Sam's hot, and I like I like Sam in charge. I like him not giving a fuck. Mm-hmm. He's an asshole. He's a dick, and that's <laughs> like a pretty face and a good body is not going to erase the fact that you're a dick for most of this season, dude. Mm-hmm. No, but then of course you've got like. You've got the really great episodes, like the one with the uh, the aliens and the fairies. Oh yeah, um, that's a clap your hands if you believe. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah where he's where... trying to like learn how to be like how to act like he's got a soul, and like Dean's like trying to give him some some tutoring on the this... matter, which is really funny. <laughs> the scene in the diner where he's like, "Yeah, but if you've done everything you can do for the night, you can't do anything else until morning. Why can't you fuck the hot girl?" And Dean's just like. Because you can't, because you'd be filled with angst and you can't get a boner. And Sam's like, 
Hey, that waitress is hot though. It's fucking, it's great. It's a perfect scene. The scene with the lady in the cups is great. Mm. It's just fabulous episode. So it's, it's, it swings and roundabouts. But yeah, this this one features Solitam. And he's not a total asshole in it, but he's definitely not like regular Sam. You know, right. Sam would be falling over himself to make sure that the reader was comfortable. And, you know, this is just like, we're going to fuck in the church. It's going to be great. Now, so is there any, yeah. I, I might've missed the tag. Is there any, do they, is there any priest thing happening with them at all? Do they dress as priests or is that, is it not, is that not a thing in there? Um, is he dressed as a priest in the beginning? Because I'm going to say if that was a thing, they should have put that in there. But I don't remember you you saying that that was a thing. So probably it isn't then because that would be probably one of the first tags. I think he might be wearing a priest. Yeah, I think he might be wearing a priest outfit. You got to mention that because that gives you a whole like vibe thing too. Like I would yeah. think for some people. Yeah, it's right in the first sort of thing. You know, he's um, okay. The whole priest thing is a really good look on him. So yeah, always tag your priest stuff because there's a lot of <laughs> deviants like me and Sandra out there that will click on that so hard we'll break something. <laughs> Jesus Christ, priests. We mentioned we mentioned our friend Dee quite a lot, but she mm. has a priest kink scene that's just, oh, it's got to be read to be believed. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. There's a lot of kinks going on in that one. In that one <laughs> that's pretty, yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah, so, so that yeah. and that is there you said there, there's also there's there's dean vibes in it too something's going on with dean too or no does the reader do a dean yeah stuff? Okay. there's uh, the, the reader the reader doesn't do dean stuff but the <laughs> reader <laughs> the reader gets caught by dean um her and sam are, are falling around in the back seat while oh. dean's asleep okay and he's like teasing her like you want him to wake up um it it's a direct follow-on from the first chapter where he he puts her in the confessional and he he makes her confess okay. basically but like to like filthy things mm-hmm. and he like makes her confess that she'd been thinking of dean while she was sleeping with him and how she like she wants team dean to catch them and stuff oh, like that okay. so he's he's like he's messing around with her in the back seat and dean's asleep and you know like sam's winding her up like oh you have to be quiet otherwise he's gonna see you and what's mm. he gonna think okay. and then at the end of the chapter dean wakes up and he like they lock eyes before he has a chance to pretend to be asleep so he knows that she knows that he's awake oh, and, is, okay. and has like so there's, yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah there's no there's no distinct sort of dean vibes it's implied right so yeah yeah interesting yeah so the summary for chapter two is in which sam answers a prayer falling around in the back seat with the intention of waking dean up sam keeps his clothes on though Mm. and then what's the then, note for the third one uh here there be gunplay because again <laughs> that's um that's something that he makes her confess to that she finds it hot like when he when he's handling knives and things like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. so there's sort of like you know like danger kink alluded to mm-hmm. and then the last chapter they're like mid mid fucking and he's she stopped she's tired and she stopped and he's like i'm gonna count to 10 and then you're gonna move um, and he basically like pulls a gun on her, okay, um, and like puts it to her head, and she finds that amazingly erotic, and uh, they they start going at it again. But that's where it ends. It's really really short, okay. So it's only like a few paragraphs, and I'm like, oh, I wish you'd have, you know, mm. I wish you'd have fleshed that out more. That would have been really really good, mm. you know. Yeah, they left it. And they kind of like put a spot, and sometimes that's a, you know, that's a conscious choice and then you know you kind of leave it 
leave it up to the reader after. And sometimes it's like, oh, you just wish. I, that's kind of like the, the best ones though, right? Like the ones that you want to just have like continue and continue and continue, but then you realize that nah, they probably picked mm-hmm. a, a good spot. Well, I'll have to read part of it for um, when we do the cannon fodder. So I will definitely yeah, probably absolutely. end up reading all of it. <laughs> yeah. Like my thoughts on it. <laughs> absolutely. Like I said, when I go, when, when we're done with this, I'm going to go read I've Got a Great Dean because uh yeah I've read the one where he wants to be a dog and he ends up a cat and that one's great yeah and that one's really yeah so, that, that'll be for another time too but yeah I, I love that one yeah definitely um, well, so good. yeah I, I think we I think we have some good good recommendations to go kind of give us you know some follow-up to the whole tag discussion so that's that's awesome yeah no we will put the uh the links to these fakes in the description if you're listening on anchor or spotify they'll be in the description if you're listening on youtube again they'll be in the description it's just in a different place um so yeah go ahead and you know if we've if we've enticed you go read them leave leave your author some kudos and some comments because we've told you before we live on that Mm -hmm. we thrive on it drop them some comments and kudos and you can tell them we sent you and then maybe Mm -hmm. they'll come to us and and let us read more of their stuff yeah or at least give us give us permission to read this stuff. Yeah. Or they'd like, let us, you know, maybe, maybe they'd want to come on at some point. And we have, we have so many hopes, like they might want to come on and talk yeah. about their stuff. So that would be work fun. with us, <laughs> work with us to converse the, convince these shy fanfic authors that they should talk to you guys. Cause we would love that. We would love to have authors on, or even you guys, readers come ask us some questions. If you want to come and have a chat, we're totally open for that. Cause we're, we're obviously authors, but we'd love to know what you guys who just read think you know what what do you think about tags what do you look for or not look for come tell us drop us an email find us on twitter let us know your thoughts and we will incorporate them into the next episode for sure so i guess we should um we can end with different ways for people to find us um so again if you want to drop us an email about any of the stuff that we've talked about or have questions or suggestions you can reach us at idling in the impala at gmail.com our twitter is idling in the letter d impala and if you want to reach out to me on ao3 Again, I'm, we, we like to say this, I'm all over the place. On AO3, <laughs> I'm Drasna, D-R-A-S-N-A. On Twitter, I'm S Kyle, K-Y-L-E, writes W-R-I-T-E-S. Um, and you can also find me on my website where I have information about my original fiction, and that's sandrakyle.com. Yep, so in absolute reversal to how we are in real life, where Sandra's the organized one and I'm the agent of chaos, I'm actually <laughs> fairly organized in my contacts. You can find me on AO3. I'm Carly Karma. I've said it before, I'll say it again. However, you think that's spelled, it's not. So it's uh, Kilo, Alpha, Romeo, Lima, Echo, Echo, Karma, as you would spell it normally. I'm the same on Twitter, Kali Karma. It's the same profile picture in both places, in case you think, hey, I wonder if there's more than one person with a weird spelt name. Probably not. It's probably me. So yeah, reach out, reach out to us personally, reach out to the podcast. Let us know your thoughts. What do you think about tags? How do you tag your work? What do you look for, not look for? Let us know how you feel. Yeah. And we appreciate you guys listening and we hope to see you, I guess, in the backseat soon. So have a good one. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you again soon. Bye.
Uh-oh. What? I just got a text from Dean. It just says, car now. Oh, no. Busted. Yeah, we got to get baby back in the garage before Dean has a panic attack again. I can't cope with another, somebody stole my car. Well, thanks for coming along for the ride. It was great catching up and hopefully we can sneak out again soon and not cause Dean to have major palpitations in the process. Yeah, ideally not. You know how he gets. It was really great catching up though. We hope to see you again soon. Bye.